what is up y'all good evening it is i don't even know what number episode we're on maybe 33 34 i feel like i'm so out of order um but welcome to another episode of candid talk with chanel i felt compelled to come on this evening um just to speak about a few things on my mind and my heart um it's funny so my husband has he was told about this new kind of streaming service um, that actually takes the place of like cable and everything like that. And so for a majority of the TVs in our house, we have um, the streaming service where we have everything, movies, all kinds of things, probably things we shouldn't even have, right? (laughs) And so I was able to watch a lot of movies that just came out um, recently um, and even catching up with movies that I've meant to to go to the movies to see before this whole pandemic was in effect, but couldn't because of my busy work schedule. And um, Queen and Slim was one of those movies. And a part of me is like, you picked the wrong time to watch that movie, especially as it pertains to the police brutality that is going on and has always been going on and that continues to go on, unfortunately. And maybe it's the pregnancy hormones or maybe I'm just super fed up. Um, but this is just crazy. You all know that I I do a lot of... Um, I incorporate in a lot of my podcast episodes just how... My thoughts on how vile, wicked, evil, and crazy this world is and how that infiltrates into... I feel like all aspects of of life, including the industries that we all work in. And so I tie this whole thing into that as well. Um, I feel like the devil is on a mission to to destroy, <laughs> to destroy everything. Um, he knows that his fate is to be in hell once God comes back and takes back, so to speak, or calls Christians home to heaven. And I what I will say as a disclaimer, if you are not a Christian, and this is probably where you should, um, maybe you'll, you'll feel more comfortable in, in exiting out of this podcast episode. I won't take any offense by it. As I always say, love is love. Um, but I will, for sure, on any platform that I create for myself, I will always speak my truth, my heart, my mind, my soul, and my belief system and um, that includes my faith in Jesus Christ. And so I say that to say, when God comes back for his own and he destroys the earth, Satan already knows what his fate is. And so at this point, Satan has been trying to be the ruler of the earth. And he's been trying to, and is continuously trying to take everyone with him. You know how they say misery loves company? Well, that's kind of Satan's plight. His plight is to bring everyone down. He wants to bring people who claim or profess to be Christians down with him and just humanity as a whole. And so this spills out in the entertainment industry. This spills out in everyday life. This spills out in the business world, the political world, the retail world, the educational world, the social work world. It's all over, all over, right? His hands are in everything. And God is sitting high and looking low and allowing certain things to happen 
However, he has his plan. And of course, with this most recent death that we have seen, um, uh, where there was another young man who was brutally attacked and killed, um, which is ridiculous, you know, to me for the color of his skin, right? Um, and so with all of this going on, you know, I'm referring to George Floyd. We just had, I believe the young man's name was Ahmad weeks prior or months back in February, but everything came out in like April. Like, it's just crazy. We've had years of this. This has been going on from the test of time where black lives are deemed almost as being invaluable, scum of the earth, non-important. Um, and so for me to sit and decide of all days to watch Queen and Slim, which is a movie that was written by Lena Waithe and directed by Melina, um, excellent movie, but of course it's one of those movies that's supposed to evoke emotion. It's supposed to have points where you feel angry as a black person in watching how all this went down. Um, I'm not sure if you are, you all out there have seen Queen Slim and are familiar with it. I believe this movie came out in November of 2019, but, um, pretty much it, it, it centers around a couple, Queen and Slim, and they're out they're not even together, but they go out on a date at like a diner and on their way back, you know, I guess Slim was going to take Queen home, you know, um, they're playing around in the car, you know, she's trying to get his cell phone from him. I guess he was trying to use his cell phone, you know, to u utilize the GPS app to get her home or wherever they were going next. And so, you know, in the exchange of him taking his phone back and her trying to take the phone, he swerves police. A police car is behind him, stops him, and then, of course, they're able to see early on that this is a police officer who, who seems like he has an axe to grind, right? You know, everything that he asks him to do, he does, asks him to step out the car, he's checking the trunk without a search warrant, he's doing all kinds of things um, that are not even necessary, right? You know... Once you ask for a license and registration and then you go back to your cop car to just run a check to make sure this person doesn't have any pre-existing warrants or any other criminal act, any criminal activity going on and you see that they don't and you're still proceeding to enforce your authority in a discriminatory slash racist way, you know, you already know what you're dealing with. And so Queen is actually a defense attorney and when she realizes what's going on as well and... um proceeds to say, I'm going into my jacket to grab my phone. Before she even does that, she's asking for his badge number. She's taking like the legal uh, recourse that she knows as an attorney one should take in these kinds of situations. Um, this cop ends up shooting her in the leg. And then of course, at that point, Slim, you know, is, is like wrestling with him, tussling with him because they see what the situation is going to be. Slim is able to disarm him with the gun. And, of course, the cop is going for the gun as well. And then Slim, out of self-defense, shoots and kills the policeman. And then at that point, they make the decision to go on the run, right? Their, their two choices were to turn themselves in, call 911 and explain what happened, even though we all know what legs or what justice or who would believe 
that a black man killed a white cop out of self-defense, right? Unfortunately, that's just the way society is right now. And so they knew they could either turn themselves in, but then they, they figured what that would result in. Once again, Queen is a defense attorney, so she already knows the law. She knows how that would pan out. And so it's her idea for them to go on the run. And then the movie goes from there. I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, but watching that, especially during a time where this police brutality continues to happen against black men, black women, people being killed unnecessarily so, um, white officers usurping their authority and, and doing it in um, a bad, negative, dirty cop kind of way, racist kind of way, you know, of course that dragged up emotions in me. Um, and, you know, when I would get notifications on my social media and I would check it, then of course my news feed, my timeline is nothing but, of course, everyone trying to promote seeking justice for George Floyd and the many others who have passed due to these same circumstances. And it's just, Something has got to give. Something has got to give. But I keep reminding myself, and I say this a lot of times to my loved ones, I already know how this story ends. I already know how this story ends. Those of us who are Christians and who believe, we already know how this story ends. The world is only going to get worse, okay? So even when it comes to the political system, the president's, when it comes to just every aspect of this world, we are in a freaking pandemic. Like do, sometimes, I, I was talking to my mom today and she's like, you know, I, I hope I'm able to see you and my grandson before he's one years old. Mind you, I'm eight months pregnant right now, right? And I'm like, ma, please, you'll be able to see me before he's born. She was like, you think so? And I'm, I say that to say, we are in a freaking pandemic, folks. Like we have been quarantined. <laughs> to where it's been, what, almost four months, three and a half months, where we, we have to social distance, we have to remain in our homes, where many people are losing their jobs, don't have income, like this, we are already seeing that this world is not destined to get better. And I don't say this to make everyone depressed, I don't say this to make everyone feel hopeless, but I say this as a realist for us to open our eyes, folks. And so because I believe that things will not be getting better for humanity, things will not get better for black people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Things will not get better like that. For me, it makes me grasp a hold on to God even more. and a hold on to God with having the faith that he knows what he is doing and that he it's getting closer and closer to when he is coming to take his his own home the those that believe those that acknowledge he is the only one and living true living God and then at that point he will destroy the earth and what be will what will be what is is what is you know um and i i, I it also hurt my heart to see uh, many people that I know who profess to be believers, who profess to be Christians, um, to seem like they're losing hope. And it, it's, a, it's a human, I should say, to seem like they're losing hope in God. And it is a human emotion to have. Yes, there are absolutely times in my life where I have been and, ha and am angry at God for whatever various reasons. 
at the end of the day, I still choose to believe and to have faith that he is in control and he is allowing these things to happen as crazy as they are for a reason, but that ultimately in the end, he will, it'll all make sense and he will still have the victory and the glory. And I'm so thankful that my faith is not wayward, right? Um, and that I am able to see <laughs> what it is, <laughs> you know? Um, but it did, it, it concerns me and kind of hurts my heart when, like I said, my fellow believers out there and y'all know, and the people who know me know I am not a Bible thumping person. I don't even go to church and I'm keeping it real, right? I'm not one out here trying to tell people what they need to believe and yada, 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 whoop-de-whoop. What I will say, though, is my faith has always been strong. Not that it hasn't been tested, because my faith has been tested in life, in my life. But that I, I, for whatever reasons, I know enough to know not to turn my back on God in the sense of where I don't, where I no longer believe. And this is where I'm thankful for, maybe it's the brethren background that I have. Um, I'm thankful for the seeds that were planted in me from a child, right? It didn't matter how far I strayed away. It didn't matter whether I was living the Christian life the way I should have or I shouldn't have. The fact that I have never disbelieved, and it's because God has shown himself to be true and real to me in my life. From a child on to being an adult. And I just want to encourage the believers out there who, I get it, our faith can get weary, for sure. But now is not the time for us to turn our backs and and, and, and um, turn our backs on God and discount, discredit Him. Um, now is not the time for all of that. Now is the time for us as Christians to band together and to pray for this nation, right? to pray for our wisdom, to try to still help those out there who who are close to believing, not fully there yet, but close to turning their lives around and believing, now's the time. Once again, I am not the most Christianese, churchy, churchy, as I say, person at all. I'm not. So if you hear this coming from me, from the people that know me, then you, you already know. Because <laughs> I'm not that one that's like out here doing the most with the church culture and playing, playing Christian, right? And, and, and doing all the things that you're supposed to do and saying all the things that you're supposed to say. That's not who I am. And that's at all or ever been for that matter. So, you know, now is not the time, folks, for us to lose hope. And just as a people, as a black community, now is not the time for us to be engaging in the black on black crime and engaging in tearing each other down now is not the time for division and dissension it's just not it's never been but now is really not the time for all of that um so i just kind of wanted to uh to to express my my heart within those areas my 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 prayers and my heart goes out to the families of everyone who has died due to police brutality my heart and my prayers go out to these families. Something has got to give. This is crazy. This is crazy. 
And you would think with this pandemic happening and life being flipped upside down the way it has been, that it would help us all to wake up. And I'm speaking to myself too. You would think with the state of the world (laughs) that this is something that would force us to wake up. Speaking of movies, since my husband installed the streaming service on all of our TVs, right? I watched that new Issa Rae movie that debuted on Netflix six days ago, five days ago. It's called Lovebirds. Um, And I'm an Issa Rae fan. I love Insecure, you know. And even the very premise of this movie, which is supposed to be a funny rom-com, whodunit kind of movie... I was just like, man, they didn't waste any time. They didn't waste any time to put some evil industry, Illuminati, ritualistic sex party dungeon thing in there. And I'm just like, "Mm." like a lot of these different, um, Things are placed in movies to desensitize us, right? If you notice, there's always jokes. Like, I'll never forget Charlemagne used to say this on The Breakfast Club. You know, um, if a guest came on and somehow they start talking about the secret society, the Illuminati, he's like, you know, they're always making light of it, cracking jokes like this thing doesn't exist and yada, yada, yada. Like, cut the bull. Cut the bullshit. (laughs) Like I am over it. It's to the point where my thing my thing is just be just just be blatant about it. Like if you're part of the secret society, just be blatant about it at this point. It's crazy. Like folks, do not let these movies desensitize you to this fact. Like why is this even something that had to be worked into the, the script? You know what I'm saying? Like it it, it held a big part of the storyline. Like but once again, desensitizing us to it. So what happens in that scene? Everybody's gathered with the eyes wide shut. Masks. That's where they wear these masks where you look like you look like these like crazy looking, scary looking birds or different like weird images, right? But everybody has a mask because once again, these are like secret societies. And you know, it's all all these people in there that are part of this secret club. They call a couple of numbers to come down. You know, you you have these this guy in like a red cloak. You know, he, he's disguised as well. He calls numbers. The people who have whatever numbers go to the stage. Next thing you know, it's a full-on orgy. If you've never watched the old school movie, Eyes Wide Shut, please watch that movie, y'all. You will understand. These are things that are done when you're a part of that world, that secret society in Hollywood. Um, which affects the music industry, it affects entertainment in general, the acting world, and um, yeah, like full-on orgy. To me, they're trying to desensitize us to this. And it's funny because I was asking myself, I wonder if Issa kind of is a part of that world and her being in this movie and this being a part of that just tells me, yes. It's almost as if you cannot be successful to a degree where the world knows your name without you having a lot to do with that stuff. And I was telling one of my girlfriends the other day who um, is 
in that industry and is trying to work her way up. She, you know, enjoys what she does is acting. And I just said, just be careful. You know, if you notice that you're going for roles that you really, really want and desire and it's not happening for you, she's a Christian, so I'll add that in there. Nine out of 10 times as God's protection over your life, right? Um, sometimes I don't know. It could be easier for us if it's an industry that we're in to have some level of, I don't want to say wool over our eyes, but to not really fully see it for what it really is. And as someone who's on the outside looking in or who's done a lot of research about this craziness, and I continue to see things that just, I feel like God is allowing me to continuously see things um, that just confirm it, but not for me. Things that I can post or share sparingly, because you know, YouTube, everybody who's behind all of social media, YouTube is a part of that world. So they will shut you down. They will allow you to not be able to share certain things. They have control to do that. So sparingly, I will post certain things just to help other people open their eyes, right? The ones who are willing, the ones who know what time it is, the ones who see the forest from the trees to open their eyes. I have a lot of people that I know and care about in my world who are pursuing careers in this industry in some way, shape, or form. And for me, my thing is that is your choice, that is your right. But please do not walk into this thing blindly, don't walk into it being gullible and naive because this is like a soul thing. This is not even just like <laughs> you'll get screwed over and then you'll lose your job. Like this is a soul thing. It's so much more deeper than than just what it looks like on the surface. And I'm only passionate about those who profess to be Christians who are w going into this industry. I'm passionate about them equipping themselves enough to know more or less what is behind that fourth wall, so to speak? What is behind that curtain? What is behind all the smoke that's fogging up the mirror, right? That's distorting the vision of what it really is. You know, this way, if you still make a decision to move forward and to sell your soul and to sell out, that's, that's cool, that's on you. But at least you weren't like naively placed in this situation. I feel like there's just too many signs out there. The question is, are we opening our eyes to see them? Um, and so I feel like for whatever reasons, and God may have a specific person or specific people that he wants uh, to be able to see what time it is when it comes to just the world in general and, and, and just the industry and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes I feel like, you know, He'll put on my heart to speak on certain things or to post certain things just so that people can, we, we can just wake up, y'all. We got to wake up. We got to wake up, you know? I Like I said, there are entertainers that I love. There are, you know, movie stars that I love. You know, I'm not swearing off of these things, but it makes the difference when you're able to see what time it is. When you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I used to love Beyonce. Probably in some ways, if I'm being real, used to idolize the girl. Ever since I found out what it really is, what time it really is for her, I respect her music, I can enjoy her music, but I don't have that level of, 
idolization for her the way that I used to. I'm not going to be able to be entranced by her music, perhaps the way that I used to be, you know, um, I take it for what it is. And that's that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that um, we, we like to idolize a lot of these artists and movie stars and entertainers and politicians. You know what I'm saying? Almost like even Obama. There are people who like idolize Obama, right? I respect I respect it to a certain I respect him to a certain degree, but let's keep it real. Nobody's hands are ever clean in politics. So my question for the Obamas is, and how did you guys contribute to the state, to the negativity that has succumb this world right to the evils that have succumbed this world i'll say one more thing and then i'll back up right because i feel like i may be getting a little too deep and a little too heavy for you all um but if, if only you knew how many politicians were not only attached to the whole sex cult stuff but that were actually attached to underage prostitution rings human trafficking let's not get anything twisted there are big powerful people who a lot of us may idolize and look up to that are a part of the sex trafficking, human sex trafficking that is going on. This stuff is tied to politicians. This stuff is tied to some of the biggest entertainers that we know and love and respect. So once that fourth wall, they say that in the reality TV world, don't break the fourth wall, meaning when you're in a scene, don't refer to the cameras, don't look at the cameras, don't refer to being on a television show. Like you have to act like none of that exists, right? So once you once you know, like I say, when you know, you know, you're breaking through that fourth wall and you're able to see this shit is a sham, like reality shows. You're able to see the cameras, you're able to see that there are producers that are in certain cast members' ears provoking them to, to start certain conversations or to start certain drama. Like all of this shit is fake, you know? It's probably like, 40% real, 60% fake, most reality shows, right? So same like with just all that we see going on in the world. Like, you have to be able to see past that fourth wall. Like, it's not just these bad, you know, We, for me, I'll speak for myself. When I used to think of human trafficking, I'm thinking of foreigners from other countries who were coming out here to smuggle our, our girls or, or boys or whatever. Like, it's some of the very own people we know and respect <laughs> that have been leaders of this free country, this free world, that have a hand in all of that, right? Even Hillary Clinton was attached to having a hand with the whole uh, human sex trafficking, underage prostitution ring stuff. So when we see the, um, the Weinsteins and the R. Kellys and all the, this is stuff that has been allowed and this is stuff that is encouraged in that world, which is why I always say, you know, everybody wants to rip R. Kelly a new one, right? And he did horrible things. He's not the only one. He is not the only one. Russell Simmons, so many of them are sleeping with underage girls and boys that are part of prostitution rings that have money and, and, and different finances entangled in this stuff. Like y'all will be surprised. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna penetrate any deeper than that. <laughs> not gonna get too 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 deep on you. But I just say that to say when you're able to see the forest from the trees, 
when you're able to see what it is, you see that this shit is all fake and it's all smoke and mirrors, but there's lots of money being greased, palms, I mean, money going from hand to hand and palms being greased, okay? Let's not get it twisted. We always tend to think that the Democrats and the Republicans are against one another. I feel like at the end of the day, they all work for the same team. They all working for the devil, y'all. But anyway, let me not get too crazy before I start sounding crazy. <laughs> um, but it just hurts my heart. So when I say that the world is not destined to get better, I believe what my God, Jesus Christ, has said <laughs> from day one that he, it's all mapped out for us in the Bible how this is all going to play out. And for those who are like, I don't believe in God and yada, 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 yada. What I will say is this. Ask yourself, how come the only religion that is always put down in the media, that is always just put down in general is Christianity? You don't hear the media attacking Buddha, Buddhism. You don't hear the media attacking being an atheist. You don't hear the media attacking, I'm trying to think of other, um, all the other, of uh, the Muslims, really, that religion. The only, the only God that they come after, the only religion that they are attacking is the Christian faith that says a lot. That says a lot. You don't hear them attacking Hinduism and all that kind of stuff. Those religions are actually respected and uh I feel like put in high regard and and are talked of in positive lights. It's always Christianity that's talked about in the light of all oh, these hypocrites and and this doesn't exist and no we're all gods and Jesus it's only Christianity that gets dragged <laughs> dragged out here out of all religions if you really think about it. That tells me it's 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 Satan, it's the devil constantly trying to turn the world away from the only one true and living God, which is Jesus Christ, y'all. Just saying, let's open our eyes. And to my fellow believers, now is not the time to lose your faith in your belief system. I know people who were way more invested in this Christian life than I was that have turned their backs on God. And I get it. We all go through different things. We have our, our questions. I always say there has to come a point in our lives for those of us who grew up in the Christian church, grew up in Christian homes. There has to come a time in your life where God becomes real to you outside of what your family says, outside of what your church says, outside of all of that, right? Aside of what your pastor says, God has to become real for you. And I'm just realizing, I thought that we all kind of got that aha moment in our, in, you know, around the same age in our early 20s. I'm starting to realize, no, some of us are getting that aha moment later on in life. Or some of us haven't even gotten that aha moment, which is why it's easy for Satan to, to, to confuse us. And I just want to, like I said, this is once again for my, those who profess to be Christians. Please do not lose sight. I don't care how low your faith is. Look at the state of the world. If you feel that you can operate out here just on your own, that your soul needs no protection, I'll have to respect your perspective, but I feel for you. I don't know about anybody else, but I know I need my soul to be protected navigating through this evil world. 
<laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And even p- being pregnant with a, a boy who's going to be a black male. Like, I'm already like, Lord, you're going to have to help my husband and I with this. The way this world is going? God forbid that could be my son 15 years from now. Going through a, a, a situation where a white officer kills him for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Out of pure hate, evil, and racism. To everyone out there who is not of the African-American culture and community. We, this is not the time for you guys to sit and be quiet either. You see the injustice and the inhumane things that are happening to black people. Now is not the time to look the other way. Do something. And when I say do something, if you see it physically happening, report it, record it. Um, They have lots of uh, different numbers that are going around on the internet that you can call, you know, to petition and perhaps lobby against these officers just losing their jobs and getting a slap on the wrist. Like these men, they took somebody's life. Like somebody, they, they need to be able to be put away for life or get the death penalty. Like your life is not better than anyone else's life. You shouldn't be able to take someone's life as an officer and be able to get away scotch-free or just lose your job. Like, no. So this is for all of us. This is just not a bull. This is not just for the black folks to do. We need everyone who makes up America to make it right. Stand up. Stand up. It's so crazy. And, and sometimes I feel like just the tension in the air like this hate is a real thing if I'm being honest sometimes I have to like pray and like tell myself that not every person who's white is a bad person that's how easy it is for racism to slip on in there right that's how easy it is you see enough of this stuff being done to your people it's very easy to now turn around and want to hate white people. But you can't because that's that's not how every white person in the world is, right? That every white person in the world is not a racist. But that emotion, when you're seeing these things happening, people are recording this and you're seeing black men and women being killed for no reason. It makes it easy to, to want to hate. This is what Satan wants, y'all. I have to, I had to find myself like praying, <laughs> you know, when life was normal and I was at work, I predominantly work with white women. I had to make sure that I wasn't bringing in my own microaggressions and feelings, so to speak, about what's going on to my people and projecting that onto people that have nothing to do with that, but because they share the same color of skin, right? That would be very hypocritical of me. But it's very easy to begin to hate and to look to want to look at white people and side eye them. And if I'm being honest, y'all, like I find myself side eyeing white people more than ever. Whether we're neighbors, whether we're coworkers, whether we're cool, we're, like. 
we're friends. I find myself side-eyeing white people because of how much their culture and their people have, have treated and murdered and raped and killed my people. But then I'd be no good because I'd just be harboring the same hate, right? That's being done to my people, right? So I, I have to make sure that I pray. <laughs> Ooh, pray that kind of stuff away. I don't want that jumping on my back, right? I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be that person that just cancels a whole group of people and hates a whole group of people, right? So it's real out here, y'all. It's real out here, y'all. It's real out here, y'all. And that's why when I say life is too short, it's because I see that this, what's going on out here in these streets, in this world, mm-mm. I'm, I just keep telling myself, buckle up, because it's going to get way worse. You know what I'm saying? Buckle up, and I got to hold fast to that man upstairs. Like... Oh, so crazy. So crazy. So crazy. But um trying to think what else on a lighter note, because I have a few more moments. <laughs> what I will say. <laughs> um I'm even practicing. I find myself commenting when I am on social media, commenting more than I ever would. I normally don't comment. Um, or even when I'm on YouTube and there's a particular YouTuber who I was subscribed to his channel, but then I unsubscribed and he had, uh, you know, posted that he is often, he's in a lane of an overly saturated lane of reviewing a lot of scripted television shows and reality TV shows, right? This is a lane that is captivated by a lot of women and gay males, right? And so he was compared to someone else who kind of really made a big splash years ago in this particular lane of reviewing scripted and reality TV shows. And you know, it's supposed to be a fun thing. You're supposed to like read these celebrities and reality stars for filth. You know, you're supposed to like, you know, spill the tea, so to speak. And I guess he got tired of people saying that he was a lot like a big time YouTuber by the name of Funky Dineva. Now I'm actually subscribed to Funky Dineva's channel. I do, I think I've said this before, I'm not into Funky Dineva's what I call shucking and jiving and all the extraness and over the topness that I think is just being done to get a coin. The reason why I subscribe to Funky Dineva's channel is because I like when he digs deeper um, because he's in therapy himself. And when you're in therapy, I believe that there's a certain level of insight that you gain, not only about yourself, but just about human behavior in general. And so I tune into his reviews on Real Housewives of Atlanta and Beverly Hills and New York and whatever other shows I watch, Insecure, because I'm waiting, once we get past all the shucking and jiving and all the fool, foolery, right, that entertains people, I like that he has the ability to be insightful and to explain it in a way um, that that makes you think just a little bit more, or make more, more people think just a little bit more, right? 
So that's what I tune into him for. But this particular YouTuber who I used to be subscribed to, you know, I'll be honest, there are, you can tell that Funky Dineva, in my opinion, was a huge um, inspiration for him. And in the content creator world, what I've noticed in my past four years of being a part of it is that there are a lot of people who you can tell who they're inspired by and they do copy and swagger jack and all of that. And so I felt, I've always felt these same sentiments of, I guess, whatever heat this particular YouTuber was getting, but normally I would never comment or do anything like that. But for some reason today, I felt the need to comment. And lately when I comment on things, it's to be, up, it's to give insight, but to be uplifting. Granted, this is someone I don't even know. Don't even know why I felt the need to take the five minutes out of my life to write a very thought provoking and encouraging and uplifting um, comment to what he posted on YouTube today. And um, I pretty much was just like, hey, you are in a very, you know, the comparisons are always going to be there because you're in a lane that is highly overly saturated with many YouTubers who create this kind of content of doing reviews on reality and scripted television shows. I said, now I do see a lot of, I do see the similarities that are being referred to. I said, but if Funky Dineva was a source of inspiration, if Funky Dineva was a YouTuber that you used to watch before you decided to create a YouTube channel, and I'm sure there are other YouTubers who, who create similar content that you were subscribed to, who, you know, create similar content. If, if they're your source of inspiration, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay to acknowledge that, right? If they're not your source of inspiration, that's okay too. You know what I'm saying? Now, I believe that they are because there are certain terms that he uses that are the same. I can't even say it's like, yeah, you're from Virginia and so is Funky Dineva. Funky Dineva's from Florida. So even though, yes, you guys are from the South and you guys are both gay men, that doesn't mean that you're going to have the same way of expressing yourselves all the time. There's still going to be some type of differences there. So to me, it's evident that Funky Dineva has been a source of inspiration and that's fine. Acknowledge it. It's okay. Sometimes I feel like, don't get me wrong, because y'all know I'm I'm not someone who's who's here for the swagger jacking like that. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to copy someone and what they're doing, then I still say, give that person their flowers, give credit where credit is due. You know what I'm saying? And if, because to me, if this only bothers you because there probably is some truth to it. The things that only bother us deeply, where we feel the need to now have to put our declarations out there are things that actually probably have some level of truth to them. So I kind of worded it in a way um, that was just like, hey, you know, if he's your source of inspiration among other YouTubers, that's okay. If he wasn't your source of inspiration, that's okay. Don't ever feel that you have to put out there, you know what I'm saying? Or respond, especially if you feel like it's not true. But if it is, it's okay, you know what I'm saying? And this particular YouTuber, his daytime job is he's a nurse. And I said, what's cool about you is that you're in the business of saving lives and, and, and helping people. And so your day-to-day is not just about reading celebrities and reality stars and spilling the tea. Like your life is so much more involved than that. And that, use that 
to to set you apart from the pack. You know what I'm saying? Use that to um, broaden even your lens of what you're doing. I said, because what you're doing is deeper than all of this. And I feel like it's getting to a point with society where we have bona fide professionals. This is someone who is a nurse who dedicates a lot of time to their YouTube channel to reading celebrities and and all that kind of stuff and reviewing shows and I get it but my thing is don't ever lose fact of like the purpose driven and I don't even know this person but the purpose driven stuff that you're probably really supposed to be putting all of your energy and time into is your day job which is helping people and saving lives like that's that's the commendable stuff you know what I'm saying? So yes, I get it. We all need comic relief. We all need some level of entertainment to forget our problems and to have a quick kiki and a laugh and a hee hee. I get that. But still incorporate, go a little deeper. That's the only reason why I follow Funky Dineva, not follow, but subscribe to Funky Dineva's channel. Because like I said, I'm not here for all of the Nessa girl. I'm not here for all of the shucking and jiving, <laughs> being a caricature of yourself just for likes and views, what only holds me and gets me to actually watch his stuff is the fact that he has figured out a way to incorporate what's important in life in the midst of the Nessa girl and all of that craziness and over the topness. So my encouragement for this YouTuber when I felt the need to comment today was, yes, you are in a definitely highly overly saturated lane Many people are doing what you're doing. However, your edge could be the other stuff that, that has to do with your life. Because in his rant, he was saying, <laughs> um, you know, like, we just see what he puts on YouTube. Nobody knows his day to day, which is true, right? But you, there's a way that you can put, you can incorporate the stuff that you see. I'm sure he sees a lot of shit as a nurse. You see a lot, you know what I'm saying? Incorporate that part where people could not, people are not only entertained by what you're reviewing and talking about and how you're reviewing and talking about these things, but that you're actually dropping jewels that are going to help people. See, that's my thing. If you want to be with the shits and be with the shucking and jiving, find a way to find a way to get people where you want them, where you're able to give them some kind of sustenance. That's my thing. Yep, that's exactly I like what I just said. So if you're gonna if you're gonna be with the shits, you're gonna be with the shucking and jiving to get the views, to get the attention, to get the clicks, to get the the money because you monetize your channel, to get people to donate. If you're gonna be with all that, that's fine. But once you get them where you want them, give the people what they need, meaning what they need for their mind, what they need for their, you know, for like their, their mental health, what they need for their soul based off of what your natural giftings are. I can't take it when it's just the shucking and the jiving and the over the topness and the just doing things for views and for clicks and for likes and for subscribes, for, for subscriptions and all that kind of stuff. And people just walk away being empty, right? Because it could have been a depressed person that came for laughs and giggles and got the laughs and giggles, but still walked away just as empty, if not more than before they even clicked onto your video. So I feel like if we're going to put ourselves out there as content creators, we got to figure out what our 
what our deeper message is. There should always be some kind of positive message that'll help the people out there and not just this hollow, shallow, I was just here, I, I just was entertained. You know what I'm saying? Think about the best movies we all have ever watched. They had, they were very entertaining, but they also had gems and jewels of wisdom and something for us to grasp. That's my thing. Maybe it's just me. Surprisingly, this YouTuber actually responded because he got a little mouth on him. (laughs) And I feel like, you know, sometimes his energy, you don't know. But um, surprisingly, right away, like right away, he was like, Thanks a lot for that. So I say that to say, because I'm like, why the hell do I feel pressed to even respond to what this particular young man is saying? What do I care? I don't know him, right? Um, but I watched his YouTube channel enough when I was subscribed to him, um, where for whatever reasons, I just felt necessary to say that. Because all the other comments were just like, no, I don't see, you ain't like Funky Don either. Oh, that's all the people, you know, that's all the NeNe, NeNe fans, because he's not a fan of NeNe from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And he, you know, is very open and transparent about that in his reviews of that show. So, you know, a lot of his fans are like, or his subscribers are like, ah, oh, that's just the, the NeNe fans. And, you know, to me, blowing smoke up the ass. I get it. You enjoy his channel, so you're going to ride out for him. I enjoyed his channel to some degree, which is why I've subscribed, but then I ended up unsubscribing because I didn't like how he would go for the jugular when it came to women. And I remember I posed that as a question on um, one of my episodes a while ago, like for gay men who identify as males, is it okay for them to call women bitches, hoes, this, that, and all kinds of like vile names? even in the name of just entertaining like is that cool and i guess i guess it was just a little too vile for me after a while and i unsubscribed i'm like i can't i can't i can't you know um so i could easily went in and been like yeah you swagger jacking <laughs> funky dineva yada 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 whoopty whoopty woo but i was like no chanel use this as an opportunity to lift this young man up and to encourage him in my own way to dig a little deeper because he actually his day-to-day life and what he does for a living is actually to help people you know what I'm saying and yeah I know when I was in the social work world I would pull from that I still pull from that um in the retail world different lessons I learned and dealing with people and working with people I pull from that so I feel like you know we learn a lot we spend a lot of time at our jobs and you learn a lot from these environments that we're in and so if we're going to create content and we're going to, and we're getting the views, we're getting the clicks, we're getting the subscriptions, like do good by that too. You know, that was my way of just trying to encourage him, you know, don't feel down, you know, if it is what it is, if you did swagger Jack Funky down even to some degree, that's okay. Acknowledge it. Okay. This is a source of inspiration for you, you know, but just remember what you do will set you apart if you allow it, you know? So I guess it was encouraging enough for him to respond right away (laughs) and for him to say, thanks a lot for that. And um, I want to make it a practice. I feel like I'm really starting to walk into my purpose unknowingly slash knowingly more and more. And my part of my purpose, I really believe, is to really bear people up and encourage them to live in their truth (laughs) and to just 
build people up. Being honest, being sensitive, being encouraging and being positive, um, but not being afraid to be honest, you know? Um, and I, I feel like even like on some of Funky Dineva's videos, you know, I'll comment about little things and I'll get these notifications that other people who follow him like the things that I said. You know, I always come from a psychological perspective and I do that as well because sometimes I feel like it's hard for us even as grown people to really be able to dig deeper and connect dots in a in a more meaningful way out here. Like even watching reality television, there are lessons to be learned, lessons of how to have, how to deal with situations that you're thrown into, lessons of how to treat people, how to treat your friends, especially for us women. And like, sometimes I feel like it's easy for the masses to just stay on the surface level with things, but not really see how deep these roots actually do go. And so my comments will more so dig deeper and be along those lines. And then I find it interesting when people start to like like my comments, so to speak. And so I feel like more and more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> my, you know, I'm really like naturally living in my purpose. And um, I'm just interested and curious to see what's next. You know, I only have a couple more minutes before I sign off. But if I'm being honest, the way this pandemic is going, I don't know that I'll be in the retail field much longer, especially now that I'm having a baby. I think that that's probably not the best industry for me to be in due to the quality of life that I feel that I need to have to give to my son and my husband, myself, my family, and um, my loved ones, my friends. And so I feel like there's something else on the horizon for me as it pertains to 2021, right? The year 2021. And I'm curious to see what that is. I'm really hoping and praying that my purpose will align with my career, right? For me, at this stage in my life, that's the dream job, where my purpose aligns with my career. And, um, and, and I believe that it was meant for me to be in retail for the time that I've been in retail to learn more things about myself and to get stronger emotionally and mentally and um, to understand business a little more. Never had business since, never needed to really have it, right? Um, and so I feel like it was meant for me to be where I am, so to speak, but I know that those days are numbered. My spirit is telling me I'm probably not going to be um, with the company much longer and um, like I said, I'm at a cusp where I'm about to have a baby anyway. And so I'm just curious to see what God has for me. And um, now when I just feel led to do things, I really don't question it. Um, I just do it. And if that meant that I was able to encourage someone or help enlighten someone, you know, um, then my job was done. And um, I don't think that I, I was going to, I don't think that I will really be able to live that out the way I need to continuing to be in retail. So don't be surprised, y'all, if if my next episode or two, I'm like, yep, I'm no longer at my job, you know, because of the pandemic or for whatever reasons. But I, I do feel like my time is really, really coming to an end. And um, I'm excited to see what's, what's ahead for me. And um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, continue to rock out with your girl. Thank you for listening. Um, 
Let's keep our spirits up. Let's, you know, stand for something with this police brutality going on out here. Um, us African-Americans, let's band together. Let's stop fighting one another and killing one another. Um, and, and people of other cultures outside of the African-American one. We need you guys to band with us too. Like, you see what's going on out here. You see that this shit is not right. Like, we all can stand for what's right. And to my fellow Christians out there who are angry at God, I get it. Um, but what I will say is, don't please don't turn your back on him. Figure out the root of your anger and why you're angry at God. But don't turn your back on him. Because it's spiritual warfare going on out here. And I don't know about y'all, but I know I need to be armored. So um, be encouraged. Once again, I'm on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And until next time.